Hey there, Atlanta sports fans. This is Graham. Uh, with a little disclaimer here before we get started with today's show. Uh, we recorded this episode on Thursday in July, which I know is very informative. I'm currently looking up the date. Uh, Thursday, July 16th. This was the day before Freddie Freeman was cleared of COVID um, and was able to get back on the field. And also, I think the day before, uh, it was declared that Yasiel Puig would not be joining the Braves after it had been reported that he was. So we're a little out of date there. So you're going to hear a little bit of Puig talk. Uh, not as much. We cut out a good amount of, of you know what we thought about the signing overall. Um, and some other, you'll hear about Freddie Freeman and wondering, oh my gosh, it's going to start by the time the season uh, gets going or what. So you're going to hear some uh, inaccuracies there. We also recorded this episode um, at night uh, in a social distance environment outside. So you got some uh, crickets and birds and God knows what else making out uh, way too much noise. So we will not record this late next time. Um, we do a show, which will be later this week when we do our Brave season preview. If you still want to listen to the episode, go right on ahead. We just thought it would be worth mentioning that uh, we have you know some sound stuff happening with wildlife and we have some inaccuracies on some rather big stories for the Braves. Hope you enjoy the show and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kowal, and we're Atlanta Zone, two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, things are trending in the right direction. Wow. I think we've got a normal episode on our hands here. Yeah, like, no retrospective uh, of Atlanta sports history or just being like, oh, what's going on? And fuck us. <laughs> you know, no, no, none of that. And just trying to, trying to fill time. You know what I thought was funny is that, you know, when nothing's going on, you know, baseball is still in their disagreement and things like that. We get out two episodes in the span of five days. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of which was our normal, like, we have nothing to talk about. The other one was our episode with historian El Senor Jeff De Delore. Sure. And uh, we gave us a retrospective of Atlanta sports. That was our last episode. And then we've just gone radio silent for the last three weeks when baseball's come back well, and all this other stuff has happened. In fairness, we went out of town. Sure. We went to Maine. Yeah. We did a Atlanta's own retreat to Maine. So you just get away from the city. Yeah. Get away from all the craziness, clear our heads, and just get ready to pump out some great content over the next, uh, where are we at now? July? July. So we got like six more months in uh, 2020? The year of our Lord 2020? Less than that. But however you want to crunch the numbers, Graham. Although, don't you like say there's like 11 months in a year? No. Or something stupid you do. No, I do a thing where I don't always count the month I'm on, for example. So like, well, no, we went through this with birthdays, right? Where like... When you are first born, you are not one years old. You are zero years old. You don't count the first... You do count the first year you're born, but you don't, like, immediately count it. Right. Like, you know, you're four months old if you're born in April, and then it's uh, August. Sure. You know. Or January to April, to make it simpler. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not picking some... Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or you have to really think about it. Um, so that's my thing. It's just like... Yes. So, I, I, I don't know. I handled... Uh, I have no sense of time, as a wise man once said. Okay, there's not more than one way to handle counting time. Like, time is time. Sure. But the point is, we have time to put out some great episodes, because I think sports are back. Like, I'm I'm 90% confident, and I'm knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. But, uh, you know, I think this baseball thing is going to happen. Like, we've seen uh, MLS has started back up, watched the first... Atlanta sports last week in the Atlanta United. Uh, they played terribly, very boring. Zero goals. They lost again today to the worst team in the league, Cincinnati. But that's Atlanta sports, Bo. They had a lot of hype sure. coming into this, and they flub it. Yeah. So, you know, we finally get to see where these Atlanta United fans go with the loser team. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I know that's been the thing you've been waiting for is, like, when they don't do well or when they're, like, not one of the better teams in the league, how are the fan, how's the fan base going to react? Which will be difficult to tell 
considering no one can go to any games. There's no fans. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully next year if we can get, you know, everyone's lives back, uh, we'll be able to, to tell that. But, you know, I think United without – not to get too much on United since I know no one that listens to this podcast really cares as much about them. I don't think that's part. true at all. Yeah, it's, that's just uh, – slander and lies yeah i feel like a lot of people that listen yeah no we've gotten feedback about how like we don't talk about united enough so um even from people we don't know who said i was full of shit for comparing united fan base to other atlanta fan bases anyway um what's the point i was trying to make oh was just like there's no um there's no one really to take joseph's place joseph martinez is still out with that acl injury he suffered what was that january february whenever that happened yeah, uh, beginning of the year, back when they were in Nashville, and right, that was like the, the first stands. or second game of the of the season, and there really is no one to take that striker spot. I guess that's just, you know, where's you know the guy who's got to finish the goal, which I know it's every natural. soccer fan is just rolling their eyes at me right now. It's an actual nine, I believe. They call okay, yeah, maybe they uh, regained some faith in us with Adam's uh, retort there, but. Regardless, the position Martinez plays, no one seems to be able to facilitate that right now. It's not to say, you know, a, a Pity uh, can't get in there and start doing his job or a Barco. But you would think that someone would be able to do that, for God's sake. Well, the problem is they started uh, your boy Adam, uh, Adam Jean today, who does play that position naturally. But... Adam Jean's not Joseph Martinez. He's not, but also... Uh, they were down a man after like 24 minutes due to a guy getting two yellow cards in the first 24 minutes. So Yeah, they, they were down a man most of the match. Then you have, then you have to match. switch it up. And, uh, and, and that's, that runs you ragged. And I think we lost to Cincinnati last year um, when we shouldn't have, early in the year when Frank DeBoer was still figuring out his shit. Right. Um, yeah. And I think this knocks out United from this tournament that's happening right now. Which, Not officially. No? They, they can beat Columbus. If they beat Columbus and then uh, Cincinnati loses, then they could still get third place, which moves them on to the next round. So, what is the, Columbus? Do you, is the best team. do you know before we get into this whole World which I Cup esque we tournament? We're going here, but you know, right? This hour show. Yeah, we go. started before we started recording. We're like, we're just going a straight brave show. We're not going to talk. You know, we're going to mention United and passion and just move on. But now we've spent five minutes talking about United, so let's just keep going with it. Okay. Is this uh, tournament that they're in right now? Do you know? What is its significance over the course of the season? Does it impact win-loss record? Um, I assume it does, but, I mean, you obviously know more than I do. You know nothing, okay. <laughs> you obviously you don't. out of my comfort zone. I, know, right. I do know that this counts towards the regular season, but this tournament isn't like the end-all. So whoever wins the tournament doesn't win the MLS Cup? No. Okay, that, that's sort of what I'm trying like, to get it's at. It's like a restart. I'm sure it correlates to points. Right. Uh, so it adds up in the overall season, but the winner does not win. It's not the end all be all. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But the, the whole reason I brought up soccer in the first place was to point out that over the last couple of days, they've tested like fourteen hundred players twice, zero positives. Oh, that's great. Good. So it's showing that with the proper protocols in place, sports can happen, and we've had some positives here and there, but it hasn't canceled anything yet. Right. So. I think that is uh, a great sign that, you know, we'll at least see a series of baseball. Or maybe these soccer players are just in a better job uh, quarantining than everyone else. Well, maybe. They're in a bubble, just like the NBA is. So, I don't know. It's it's progress, though. It's it's to the point where let's talk about current day baseball right. and the 2020 season. Yes. So, before we, we talk to you guys, or sorry, excuse me. Before the last, uh, I'm a little rusty myself. The last time we talked to you guys, baseball was still figuring their shit out. Uh, eventually, they did. It was agreed upon to have a 60-game season. Schedules came out. Um, people, you know, everyone just plays within their division and their interleague division counterparts. So, for example, we're going to play. Our schedule is comprised of NL East opponents and AL East opponents, which and is I, tough. Yes, particularly when you're going up against. Uh, the Nationals defending champs. Uh, Philly is no slouch. You know, I know they underperformed last year, but... They got Zach Wheeler. They got Zach Wheeler. D.D. Gregorius. Right. Uh, Nola's back and supposedly seems to... You know, I know he struggled last year, but he should probably Bryce have Harper's a better season. playing third base nowadays. Who is? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's playing third base? He took an inning at third base in a simulated Jesus. game. Wow. Just for the 
shits and giggles. Right. And then, of course, you got to play the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, the Red Sox, I'm not as concerned Blue, about it. Blue Jays are on the up and up. They're they're going to be an interesting team to watch for their young core. You know, the Vladimir Guerrero, uh, Biggio's kid. It's like uh, Dante Pichette's kid as yeah. well. It's like all the players from the 90s that she had loved on other teams – their sons just decided. I don't know. It's just funny how they all wound up on, on Toronto's well, system. Then, and they've also brought in uh, Ian Jin Ryu from the Dodgers. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot about all of these like off-season deals. Like I was reading like an article about like the big deals, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Um... <laughs> you forgot what you're going to say just at this moment, for Christ's sake. Well, there were just like so many names around the league. That I completely forgot were in new uniforms. Right. Like I forgot about Rendon. In, right, uh, and uh, in LA now. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Uh, But the Blue Jays are nothing to slouch on. I think the Orioles are even playing better. The so, Rays were I mean, really the, good the, last the year. The Rays are kind of built to win in this shortened season type thing. With yeah. The, with them starting off with the uh, a couple years ago, they started having a starter where it's like a reliever throwing the first couple innings. Right. And I. Uh, Snickers said you might like the Braves could implement something like that this year. Yeah, I mean, I think with just the shortened season and uh, the odd rules that were established, um, particularly with uh, a rule I despise is having a runner, um, a runner start on second base when it gets to the tenth inning. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. That fucks with the integrity of extra innings. Here's my question. I hate that. How can you say you despise something if you've never seen it in action? I know just based off of just what baseball is, that puts the other team at such a disadvantage. It's, it goes beyond, um, to me, the you know starting at the 25-yard line or whatever in college football. Um, you know, it puts a defense at a disadvantage. Like, this is, even though in, in principle it's the same thing, it's just so much harder, I feel like, to, to stop that with, with, in baseball. So much, so much more difficult. That's the point. There's going to be runs being scored in extra innings. I know. Well, it would be nice to just, you know, leave it the way it was because there was nothing wrong with that. I don't know what you could point at other than saying, oh, I guess these games are too long. Like, it, it's just not the way it's ever been done. And that's not to say it's automatically bullshit because of that, but it's just arbitrarily putting a guy in second base without him earning it, I think, is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not how the game's played. Changes have been made over time, Graham. This this a weird season. It is a weird, but I just no. You know, people I, I thought hate the it. kickoffs the XFL were doing were, was bullshit, and it turned out. To and be look at the better. XFL. The XFL was well. Was, that's not the XFL's fault. Coronavirus happened. Well, I guess that thing was going bankrupt no, anyway. They were they were, they were set up to last two years. They were already having the XFL is budgetary <laughs> meetings for next year, Graham. Oh man, <laughs> that's what everybody wanted more substandard football. Anyway. Um, another rule that I think helps the Braves that's new is the universal DH. So DHs are now in uh, National League as well as the American League. And yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, that's not the way things have been. I think, though, that makes sense because it's – here's one of the parts where I think like, that improves the game is because I think it's bullshit to have one league do one thing one way and another league to do it completely different. It would be like – all right, in the Western Conference, we're going to have a three-point line. In the Eastern Conference, we're not. For NBA, for example. That's the comparison I would make. So I think to make that even is a good idea. Either get rid, abolish the DH or have it on both sides. Well, I think another of the big reasons for doing it this year specifically is that it's enough to get pitchers into shape to be ready to pitch on such short notice for this year much less getting them to the point where they can comfortably stand in and bat and you don't have to worry about them hurting themselves. Like, yeah, I guess that's at a pitch. So. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it sets up great for the Braves. Yeah. I do have to think. Um, and then, of course, the Braves, the, the big news was is that they had four players test positive for coronavirus uh, a couple weeks ago. So you had Freddie Freeman, uh, Will Smith, you know, the – in my mind, who's going to be the new closer over Melanson, even though Snicker doesn't see that. Uh, Tuki Toussaint and um, Pete Cosma. Those are all the guys that had coronavirus, so that was that was scary. Apparently, according to Chelsea Freeman tonight, actually, um, said that Freddie's feeling normal again. So, uh, when someone asked her on Instagram, Chelsea Freeman's Freddie Freeman's wife, for those that don't know, 
So that's great news to hear that Freddie's feeling good. He still has to pass two uh, coronavirus tests. He has to be negative in two tests in order to return to the Braves. When and does he take these tests? Not sure, but it's in doubt, um, according to Mark Bowman, that he'll be ready for opening day. But hopefully he won't miss too much time because um, I think without Freddie Freeman, regardless, I think this whole season to me just is so strange and so weird and I don't know. I'll get into that later, but it's just like, you know, with a 60-game season, you got to have Freddie Freeman in there. And so if he only misses five games, even ten games, I think, the Braves won't be sunk, but he can't really miss much more time than that if we're going to be expected to compete, particularly in a very tough division like the NL East. I don't see him missing more time than that, if any at all. So they, they haven't ruled him out. Snitker did today rule out your boy Cole Hamels. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hurt again. He's not a coronavirus uh doesn't have coronavirus, but he's he's got more health issues popping up, so which is disappointing. But that gives you know Sean Newcomb a chance. Um, I think he already had a chance because Felix Hernandez opted out of playing. Um, so you know we had this whole before Corona this whole uh, battle for the fifth spot in the rotation. Now it's a battle for the fourth and fifth spot in the rotation at this point. So it's going to be Newcomb. It looks like uh, will be the fourth. I don't know who the fifth guy is going to be. Yeah, I mean, now it's back to, like, the Bryce Wilson or Tukey's got COVID. Um, I don't know if Ian Anderson has a shot a guy realistically. Like, nah, a guy like Patrick Weigel, he's out there. Yeah. Um, Kyle Wright is still a factor. Sure. I think he ends up taking it still. I mean, because it was between Felix and Kyle Wright, and uh, Kyle Wright was cruising in spring training, and then he didn't actually have COVID. But he was exposed to somebody, Exposed to someone with COVID, so that kind of slowed him ramping back up. But he did pitch again yesterday in one of the simulated games at the Truest Park. Um, The Truest Park. The Truest. You added the the in there. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. All right. Um, Apparently, he was throwing pretty good at the Truest last night. So I I think Kyle Wright will end up taking it, but they got time to figure that out still. Yeah, so. They need a fifth starter. And then I wonder how the bullpen. Is impacted by Will. I haven't heard anything about Will Smith. Um, it's not to say there hasn't been any news, but I haven't seen anything. So I hope he can come back because our bullpen was actually had amazing depth, and I think it still has really good depth without him. But with him, um, it really solidified more of the back end of the of the bullpen. So I hope he can come back soon. And then we had uh, big news that Marcakis opted out after talking to Freddie, saying that you know. One baseball without fans, he thought was bullshit, and two, just talking to Freddie, it made him, you know, reflect on his spending more time with his family, and it kind of, you know, scared him off a little bit. And I think that's totally fair, considering he's like, you know, seven, eight years old, older than Freddie, and how the COVID attacks older people differently, and affects everybody, you know, in some respect. But I mean, like, the older you get, the worse off some people have been. So there was some, you know, bullshit on Twitter and on on Reddit on people like shitting on Marcakis, and I don't. I don't hold anything against Marquegas. This is an odd, bizarre thing that's happening in the country, and if he wants to opt out, I don't think he's a coward or a loser or unloyal to the team. I mean, regardless of what you think about Nick Marquegas as a player, showed up every day, been a pro's pro, has given us all to the team since, when did we sign him, 2014, 2015? Yeah, it was when we sucked. Like, uh, yeah, he stuck through all that shit. It was after, I think he replaced Hayward? Yeah, I think he. Uptons? Yeah, I think he came in in 2015. Was when he came in. Yeah. Like the beginning of the rebuild. Yes. Gotta remember, it'd be very strange that we signed Nick Marquez. Yeah. So I mean, he's been a very loyal and good brave, and I think it's totally fine to make decisions like he's made. And I think that he made this decision not for his family, but for the betterment of the Braves. Well, I don't think that's. True, but I'll, I'll, I like your I like your theory because I think the other big news, yeah. obviously, being, there's just too much shit to go over. We're kind of like well, well, real well, quick before we jump to I know where you're going. Before we jump to that, what do you think of Marquez opting out? Are you upset by that? Are you cool with it? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was never once upset with him at all. Mm-hmm. I understand it's his prerogative that given yeah. the players that out to opt out of the way they feel they need to go. Um, You know, had it been Freddie Freeman opting out, then I might think differently. 
but um, so your your feelings on Marcakis's <laughs> value certainly impacted your response. Exactly. So if uh, Mike Soroka opts out, you're like gunning for his head, kind of thing. Probably, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I could be selfish, right? I mean, you could be selfish. They can be selfish. Everyone can be selfish. Yeah. So if I'm being honest, yeah, I'd be pissed off if Mike Soroka opted out. You, but you're not concerned about losing the .5 war Nick Marcakis gives you every year. No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his life. Feeling safe around his family is more valuable to me than his .5 war. I agree with that. And also him being plugged in as the DH every day, batting fourth. It would be awful. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the signing of Yasiel Puig, our once nemesis on the Dodgers, particularly in that 2013 NLDS where he got that big double off David Carpenter in the eighth inning. For some reason, Craig Kimbrell was not pitching. Anyway, that's That's huge. Um, to me in terms of just the news of it and also what he can contribute to the team. So what were your initial thoughts on, on Puig signing with the Braves? And he was a free agent. This wasn't like a trade. He had not been signed by anybody. I was extremely excited. I was listening to 680 The Fan, and I feel like it was the first time ever when they, they came in with the breaking news. We've got breaking news. I don't even know what listening to sports talk radio is like anymore. I'm just never in the car. Anymore. Well, it's mainly hearing uh, John Kincaid go on and on about how he's so much smarter than everyone and knows everything about coronavirus. Oh, yeah. That's he, mostly what it a, is he's now. A, he's a fucking expert on that. Yeah, but this was uh, this was Chuck and Chernoff I was listening to with the breaking news. We've got breaking news. Sure. And it was actually big news with the Puig signing. Uh, and I was stoked. Like, it makes so much sense, especially with Marquegas being gone. Because, like, we went from having a ton of outfield depth with Ozuna, Marquecas, my boy Duvall, Enciarte, yep. Cunha, obviously. Um, but then when you throw in the DH, most people are assuming Ozuna is going to be the DH. I mean, the interesting thing to me about Ozuna, everybody shits on him not being the best defender in the world, but if you look at his defensive numbers in left field, uh, the last two seasons, he saved six runs which isn't like amazing, but he also has a 9.7 UZR, which is a positive rate in terms of like zone covered in the outfield. You know, whereas you look at Acuna in left field, Ozuna's actually a better defender in left field than Acuna is. Granted, Ozuna's had a lot more time there, but you know, in comparison, Acuna only had two runs saved and a minus 3.7 UZR, so not the best range in left field. I think everybody just gets obsessed with that fucking play in left field where he just misjudged the ball and climbed up the wall when he shouldn't have and said, oh, he's just a shitty defender. No one really cares about looking at the stats. I don't think he's really the, the worst defender in the world at all. I don't think you're getting a butcher like uh, Austin Riley in left field or anything like that. Well, I, I can't keep up with these defensive metrics. But, but I saw some other defensive metrics when Austin Riley was defensively better than Osuna in left field. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I'm going to need the eyeball test. I haven't watched enough, enough Osuna. I'm just saying he's not as bad as everyone thinks. Sure. But would you not agree he slots in perfectly as the DH? No, I would rather Austin Riley play uh, be the DH. Because we know Riley, even though he wasn't terrible as a left fielder, it's like I feel more confident with someone who's done it longer in Ozuna. Or Duvall. Duvall has the best numbers of anyone in left field. 18 difference runs saved over the last two seasons and a 6.9 UZR. Oh, yeah, he's by, he's by far the best defensively out there. So, like, that that's who I would rather have well, playing left field if I if someone put a gun to my head and said, who's your defensive left fielder? The problem is is that we don't know what we're going to get from Adam Duvall in a shortened season offensively. Well, the other thing with Adam Duvall and where you needed, like, the other reason getting Puig is so big is because Duvall does have genuine health concerns. So people have been surprised he hasn't opted out yet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got, um, I think he's got asthma. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that the other day, Is it actually. diabetes? I've, he is a diabetic. I think so. He's got diabetes. I remember hearing about that last year, okay. actually. And that was, like, some inspiring story. Someone, some other diabetic was like, oh, look up that and evolve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it, people have been a little surprised that he hasn't opted out yet. But that's something that could happen at some point in the season. Right. So bringing in Puig 
is that much bigger. Right, and I think, I mean, if anything, I would rather, I mean, it's tough, like, how you stack up everything. Because you also have Ender to consider, right? I mean, Ender is definitely the best defensive center fielder, but we know he's worthless offensively right now. So it's like, how does your uh, lineup stack up with when you have Acuna? Okay, so we know Acuna is slotted in somewhere, regardless of whatever else happens. We know Zuna's going to play, obviously, uh, whether it be the DH or outfield. Um, Then it gets dicey with Riley, Duvall, and Puig in terms of who is going to be in the lineup at that point. Because we know, I would imagine, Johan Camargo is your everyday third baseman just from a defensive standpoint and that he's a good, you know, hopefully he can get his mojo back in terms of hitting the baseball. But where Puig, Riley, and Duvall line up is anyone's guess. I mean, what do you think? Well, Duvall rakes against lefties. Right. And it could be a platoon thing. I think Puig's going to be the everyday right fielder starting out anyways. I really would not like that, um, especially from, I mean, I would rather Acuna be in right field. And this is going off the defense here. We have uh, Acuna in 221 innings, seven defensive runs saved, um, 5.1 UZR rating, so good stuff. Puig, on the other hand, only one defensive run saved in 218 innings and a minus 4.2 UZR. So even though he has a cannon of an arm, he's probably not, you know, he's not your best right fielder on your roster. I think you're forgetting the truest park factor. There was what a that, reason that, that the, wall. There was a reason that Marquez was in right and Acuna was in left. It's more spacious in left out there. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just looking at the the hard stats, and that's what we're getting. Well, that's horseshit. You can't look at the stats. You gotta go with your gut, man. No, you go with your. You know what? Go with your gut. You only get Mike Soroka starting one fucking game in the playoffs. That's what your gut well, gets you. That's not... what your gut gets you a playoff loss, Adam. You know, you know what? You know what our biggest issue last year was. What? Dallas Keuchel. If we didn't have Dallas Keuchel on the team, we might win that series. Well, you know what? A, 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 a freaking trained chimp would have seen that Soroka has been a better pitcher than Keuchel the whole damn season. And to give Keuchel two starts in that the playoff series is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. What about leaving Kimbrell in the bullpen with, and having David Carpenter pitch the eighth? That was also dumb. But... <laughs> That's also like that's also a different decision. Where Carpenter's been your guy in the eighth for the, almost the whole year, so I can now he should have brought Kimbrel in after we got that double at the very at the at the at the latest, and it was stupid to leave him in there. But in terms of just saying okay, my best starter all year has been a guy who also has an amazing road ERA, um, whereas Keiko had a shitty road ERA. So it's like, well, who do I want to pitch in more games in a five-game series? I think the guy that's been my best pitcher of the whole year and has a much better whip in the ERA on the road than some old-ass loser who's been average the whole fucking season. So are you just going to come out and admit that you hate Brian Snicker? I'm not going to say I hate Snicker. I just think he makes dumb tactical decisions, and that was a dumb tactical decision. I don't think anyone – I said that before it became a popular thing to say. I was saying that before the damn – you can go back and look at some episode beforehand. Before coronavirus? Before coronavirus, when life was simple, where I was bitching about why why isn't uh, Maple Maddox starting more than one game in the goddamn playoffs. I mean, well, it's, it's dumb. He's our opening day starter now, okay. That's not going to happen again. I thought, no Julio Tehran? It's ridiculous. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know. I actually Googled Julio to see what he was up to. He's going to be the opening day starter for the Angels. No, he's hurt. <laughs> oh, is he? Well, he was uh, going to be. Well, he, no, he's had like some sort of weird... Uh, around COVID people thing himself. Ah. So he, he's not going to be available at the beginning of the season for the Angels. In case you were concerned. I was very, very, very concerned. Uh, status. But uh, where were we? The outfield, though, the, these these are good problems to have, Graham. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Except there's going to be a lot of, a lot of matchups because uh, Puig has reverse splits. He is much better against righties than lefties. Right, and I think that's big considering that the majority of pitchers in the NL East and the AL East are right-handers and our best right-handed hitting player in Freddie Freeman, in my opinion. He might not, you know, start the season. Well, and also, Adam, yeah, so Adam Duvall would be, I'm mean, not Adam Duvall, um, Austin Riley would be the first baseman at the beginning of the year. Okay. If Freddie's out. Okay. So that, that kind of simplifies okay. that. Okay, I can see that. In the short term. Right. And who knows what we're getting from Austin Riley. Like, if... If we see him 
for the first 10 games and he's made the 2019 Austin Riley, you're going to find a slot for him. I don't care if it's DH, right. left field, But it would be interesting. it would be interesting to see how slumps are handled in this shortened season considering you don't have as much time for guys to work out of a slump. So it's like how long do you wait to pull the trigger on a guy who's not as proven like an Austin Riley? You know, it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch what Snicker does. If you if people run into issues where they are slumping, what is he going to do? Is he going to let them work their way out of it, or is he going to have a much shorter leash? I think you got to have a shorter leash in a, in a season like this. If you've got yeah, if you've got a hot bat on the bench, uh, you got to go with him quick. That's what. See, I got some beef with you. I talked to um, Philly correspondent John Galvin yesterday uh-huh. after you had a competitive game of disc golf with him. And he was talking about baseball, and he said you made some comparison calling like, this 2020 season like a turkey burger. Or a veggie like burger. A, a veggie burger. Yeah, I did. And explain your analogy. Well, I feel like with a shortened season, with guys starting on second base in the 10th inning, with only playing in the divisions, you, you cannot, no matter who wins the World Series this year, you cannot compare that. To someone who, to another team that's won 162, not 162, but it had a 162 game season, played interdivision, uh, not just interdivision, but like, you know, had a full season where they went to the West Coast and the Central and, and played a bunch of teams and we had a full season of baseball. But everyone's playing the same schedule. I know, but it's just saying to compare it to what it was. Well, you know. It, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like night and day. This isn't, and also with all the players opting out, like, you know, David Price opting out and guys like that, it's just like, it just feels, and not having fans, I mean, you can't do anything about that, but it's just like, it just feels wrong with the way this is set up. I don't, I don't like it. I'm a bit, even though I want to watch baseball, I'm a bit ambivalent to it just because it doesn't feel legitimate to me, as legitimate as a normal season would feel to the point where it's so starkly different than what we're used to getting. I think you need to completely reframe and think of it as the first series we're in the playoffs. The hell are you talking about? Everyone's in the playoffs. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because every game is so much more meaningful. Yeah, every game matters more, which is fine. It's just it's just frustrating. We'd be in the dog days of summer right now watching, I don't know, Paul Mahalam. Paul Mahalam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> pitch a, a worthless game. Right, pitch four and two-thirds innings of uh, mediocre baseball. But but every, everything matters from the get Yeah, and that's fine. It's just, it just doesn't feel, and also all the infighting that baseball's had with the owners, it just, it soured, it soured me on that well, a lot. beyond that now. Well, I guess, but it's just, it's just not the same. I just don't know how you can't be stoked after us sitting here for the last... It just doesn't feel real. ...four months talking about the players and the owners and who's right and who's wrong. And I mean, it's an it's definitely preferable to what we were getting, but it just feels like it's not a legitimate. It's not Ronald a legitimate Acuna season. Hitting a baseball ground. I know that's nice, but it just doesn't feel like a legitimate season compared to what we've been getting for our entire lives. Does this feel oh, as legitimate yeah. to you? It's a weird year, Graham. I'm just, Everyone's but like, are you going to value a championship as much? Hell yeah. Even if the Braves don't win. Would you still say that team is, like, worthy of... Yeah, because they're going to have to dog their way through the playoffs just like any other team would. Seven-game series, Bo. I don't know. It just it just feels wrong to me, this whole... I, so I would rather they cancel the season. Are you kidding me? No. It just feels like, like a cheap imitation of baseball. You, Graham Waldrop... From a scheduling standpoint, yeah, baseball fan and a co-host of Atlanta sports fan, yeah, podcast. Just it's not. It just feels fucked up. You would have rather they canceled. It the doesn't season. feel legitimate. What are we doing here? I'm just I, I got to bring in historian Jeff. I need someone else to call to talk sports with. So what you're saying is, you have zero interest. So no. you just told all no. of our listeners, no, you have no interest in what you're talking no. about right now. I don't have no. In- I do have interest in it. I just don't You're have just as much. You're just going through the motions. I just don't have as much interest as I usually do because it feels illegitimate compared so, so to what we used to get. You get a combined with the I think the scheduling is, is bullshit. Even though I get it from a COVID safety standpoint, and I think that having a guy start at second base in the tenth inning 
is just erroneous. You are the only person in America that cares about the second base thing. I haven't heard anyone else. Well, you know, who do you talk and, to? And, and that's like your number one concern, the second base. No one gives a shit about No, my biggest base. concern is a 60-game season where you're only playing in your division. I think that's fucking bullshit. And the ALEs. And the ALEs. I mean, big, it's just, it doesn't measure you against the rest of the league. So, Graham, I give you... It's, it's, it's an illegitimate season. I give me. you a multiple-choice test. Graham, which no. one of these options makes you happier? A... You get to sit down and watch baseball. B, season's canceled. Like, you would have been happier with breaking news. We've got breaking news. The MLB season's canceled. Good. They weren't going to play 162 games. At that point, with all the bullshit that was going on, I'd be like, yeah, fine. No. I mean, I'm going to be into the Braves, don't get me wrong, but it's just it just feels wrong. The whole thing feels wrong to me. Sorry. That's my opinion. Do you understand why I think it feels wrong? Because you, you, you struggle with change and adapting to the new environment. It just sucks. And, and it just doesn't. The best but do you can. understand how I think it doesn't feel legitimate as, as, as seasons pass? Well, yeah, because it's fucking different. It's vastly, starkly different. It's almost like a different game. 95 was a shortened season, too. It was 120 games or something. It well, was still. But you still measured yourself against the rest of the league. You didn't have assholes starting on the goddamn second base in the tenth inning. Um, I, I can't wait until you see like the first. Extra that's gonna game suck. Happen. That's not earned. That's not earned. That's bullshit. You understand that both teams. I know that both teams get it's that. It's not like football where the first team to score wins. Well, I, I know it's it's kind of like like I said it's kind of like the college football rule, where both teams get to start in the twenty five yard line. It's gonna line. make it more exciting. It's gonna make it. It's gonna it's gonna change outcomes in a negative fashion. Because someone might be able to manufacture a run when they wouldn't be able to do that before because they'd actually have to earn their so way on the, base as opposed to being given second base on a fucking silver and platter. And the other team gets the opportunity to manufacture it's a run It's still too. bullshit. It's still, yeah, at least they do that to even it out, but it's still not well, a good rule. It's going to work. I know, but it's Both a teams bullshit get the same rule. Opportunity. So instead of just like zeros across the board, you get ones across the How board. much more dramatic is it to earn walks, to earn hits? to get guys on base by actually doing your job as opposed to it being given to you. How much more dramatic is that? That is far more dramatic than, oh, guy on second base, one uh, bloop single and the game's over. But then Who wants to watch that? The other team gets the chance to do the same thing. And then it's, it's like, holy shit, oh, they just tied it up. It's not over. I, we could argue about this all day. I wish we had. These are the times where we need a third co-host to uh, settle this one because I feel like you are way off base in this entire segment that's fine maybe I'm wrong I'm, it's not, I don't think it's an issue of right or wrong I think it's personal preference for me I am a you know you would prefer no baseball that's be, I think it's a, it's a joke of a of, 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 in terms of what they're giving us well and that's just my opinion I'm still going to watch it because I'm still a baseball fan and I love the Braves I'm still going to watch it. I just I think that everything that's been set up is a fucking joke, though. But if you would have preferred no baseball, you have the option to have no baseball. I don't have the option to have yeah, no baseball. Yeah, you do. Just don't watch. I will watch. It's no baseball. No. You said you would prefer no baseball. It's it's happening. I will watch. But... I love the Braves more than almost well, anything in the world. it's an illegitimate season. Why would you watch it? It's it, illegitimate. That's a waste of your time. It's not a waste of my time. Well, it's... I, don't, I might not like it, you but... You said you'd prefer no baseball. Okay, Adam. I may not like a lot of things that have happened in the world, but I'm not going to kill myself. You know, I may not like, um, you know, wearing a mask, but I'm going to do it. You know, I may not like, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in life that you don't like, but you still do because it's just the way of the road. For me, I'm a diehard Braves fan. I'm going to watch every fucking game and be into it. It's just, so I think... So baseball is happening then? I'm not happy it's happening in this way but I think once the season starts, I will be happier. Okay. I just don't like what I'm being given, if that's okay to say. So, as Queen said, you wanted it all. Yes. And you want it now. Right. I feel like it's... But, you know what, at the same time, because it's still happening, and I still, you know, obviously there's a part of me that's still, like, you know, there is a part of me that is excited about the season, but the majority, you know... The 85% of me, the other 85% of me is just kind of like, well, this just feels like a bunch of bullshit. It just feels like a pale imitation of the game I love. 
baseball, though. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is baseball. So. Well. Well. <laughs> I got something to get you excited, Graham. All right. All right, I'm going to make this Man, real. this nightlife is uh, really going nuts. Yeah. We're doing outdoor podcasts. We're doing outdoor podcasts. We're, we're social distancing. We're still being, yeah, responsible there. So we're sitting here July 16th. Yeah. First Braves game is July 24th. Yep, coming up. Eight days from now. Or as you would count it, seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count the day I'm on. It's a 3 p.m. Friday first pitch. Right? Whoa, that's cool. I'm going to set up this backyard tailgate situation I've been talking about. Oh, yeah. TV downstairs, Braves on there. We'll have the grill going, maybe set up a tent. That sounds good. How's that sound? Well, being, yeah. That'll, that'll feel real, Graham. Soroka versus, although DeGrom is apparently hurt, which is fantastic news. Well, don't wish ill on anybody, for Christ's sake. Oh, he's not dying. Well, okay. Yeah, he's fine. It's good news for the Braves so they don't have to face him. He had to leave his simulated game after one inning. So who's there? Who's going to be their open day starter? Syndergaard? Syndergaard's out for the season, Bo. Oh, well. Yep. And Wheeler's gone. Yep. So I don't know who the hell their other pitcher, pitchers think, are. I think they brought in someone this year. Oh, oh no, they have uh, Stroman still, remember? Oh, whatever. He's, he's not some superstar or anything. Yeah. But So, I mean, you, so I, you play the Mets in New York? Yeah. Okay. That's in New York. Yeah, I'm 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 there for that. Yeah. You can have your drink your screwdrivers. Right. I'll bring in my my bag of my entire bar from home. I'll bring it over <laughs> in my little tote bag. It'll be a good time, Grandpa. Oh yeah. No. I mean, here's the thing. It's just like I'm looking. I I do want I do want baseball. It's just it. I think it's also I'm scared of this new format. It just weirds me out. And so maybe I'm acting hot, uh, hostility towards well, it. Well, have you but. watched one of the soccer games yet? I watched some of the soccer games today. Soccer games. Yeah. So the first one they did like pumped in crowd noise. Yeah, it just feels weird. Which it wasn't that bad though. But I also enjoyed it without the crowd noise today. I like that more. It, it felt for me without the crowd noise, it felt like a practice game. With the crowd noise, it felt a little more. More like a real game. What's yeah. what's MLB gonna do? Are they gonna pump in noise they, or not? So they've been experimenting with it. The, the Braves were experimenting with it at the truest um, this past week. Yeah. And. The sticker was saying it was pretty weird and distracting at first, but then it just felt normal. Yeah. So they're, they're seeing how it goes. I guess uh, Darno, of course, hit a home run, and like the crowd reaction was just like too late. So it was, like, <laughs> it was just uh, uh, balls over the fence. Uh, uh, ah! <laughs> yeah. So they're figuring it all right. out. But um, it's got to be odd for whoever's working on that. Um, I, I feel like the players might prefer the crowd noise pumped in. It feels a little more normal. Yeah. Someone brought up a great point on the radio. I think it was uh, uh, Matt Chernoff mm. about Fulte. He was like, maybe not having a crowd. I think regardless not having fans there, we'll, we'll let Fulte get into his groove a little bit more. And that's another person. I mean, we got to do a preview show for Christ's sake next week. Yeah. That's another person to, to watch out for. Can Fulte. Because if you honestly, if you get a three-headed monster of Freed, Fulte, Soroka, and they're all pitching up to their ability, I mean, that can go up against anybody, yeah. particularly with the development of Freed and, and Soroka. Um, I, I will say, so my early concerns, and this is a preview for next week's episode. I feel really good about our offense, really good about, about our bullpen, but it's the pitching, the starting pitching that's more of the wild card. Like, I feel great about Soroka and Freed, but I don't know. Fulte gave up two bombs in his simulated game. I'm not worried about that. Uh, I'm 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 actually the opposite of you. I'm more concerned with, with the offense, particularly if Freddie Freeman's not there. Like, what are you going to get? Is Travis Darno going to be the guy from the second half of last season, or is he going to be the guy from the first half who did nothing? Is you know which Puig are we getting? Uh, what what is going to happen with Duvall? Um, you know, it sort of goes up and uh, you know who is Austin Riley? Who is Johan Camargo offensively? I think. Even though we know what those guys can do at their their peaks or close to it, it's like I think there are a lot of question marks in this offense right now, particularly if Freddie Freeman is not there. Um, not to say he won't be there forever, but like if we start the season without him, I think there are, I have a lot more question marks there than I do with the rotation yeah, right you're now. You're acting like Freddie Freeman has a broken femur or something. I'm just saying, even if Freddie's there, you still have a bunch of guys that you don't know. You 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 know what you're gonna get from Albies, you know what you're gonna get from Acuna, Freddie Freeman. 
everyone else is a question mark to me in terms of what we're getting offensively. We'll uh, dive into that more next week. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying you, you can't sit here and confidently say at this point we're going to get 2018 uh, Johan Camargo or June Austin Riley of last year or second or uh, you know or second half Darno. We just don't know. I hear you. Yeah. I've actually, Graham, you got anything else to add on the Braves? Um, no. <laughs> I've got something I want to read to you, Falcons related. Okay. Did you hear about this all-decade team? I did. I didn't really look into it, though. I was like, you know what? It's another one of those things where it's just like a bunch of people deciding something, and uh, I don't really care about the opinions of uh, committee. Honestly, I can make up my own mind. I don't. I don't give a shit about awards. So no, I didn't really look into who who was the all decade this and all decade that. But if you want to regale there's only tales a, of this, there's then only please. a couple really sad ones. Out yeah. there. All right. So give me like the like obviously Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. I would assume. Let's see. Oh yeah. Um, and Roddy, I, I would hope. They actually didn't do the. Offense for whatever reason. They did special teams and defense. Okay, so maybe they haven't done offense yet. Um, I hope Matt Bryant is the special teams yeah, person, Matt for Bryant's God's there. sake. Okay. Start with the special teams. Kicker, Matt Bryant. Yeah. Punter, Matt Bosher. Sick. Returner, Devin Hester. Matt Bosher is by default, honestly. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he was could pretty be, much our only punter this, this entire... Kanan was gone before the decade started. Wow. I think, so... And Bosch was here the longest, even if Kanan was here for a year or something. So, I mean, he gets it by default. You said Devin Hester is the returner? Yeah. Because he had that one return against Tampa Bay in a terrible season. Great. Uh, long snapper Josh Harris. He's Yeah, he's been consistent as hell. Special teams player Eric Williams. Fair. All right, let's get to the defense, Graham. Do you want me to start with the obvious ones or just go down the line? Can I take a guess since I don't know? Uh, sure. All let's, right. Let's start with um, – Defensive end. John Abraham. Yep. Thank God. Well, you get two, get. De- two defensive ends. Uh, oh, God, we have no other great defensive uh, Don't tell me it's Vic Beasley. It's Vic Beasley. Oh, God. All right, well, let's keep going on. It's pretty sad, right? Yeah. Uh, D-tackle. Grady Jarrett. Yep. Jonathan Babineau. Four for four. <laughs> uh... uh Three linebackers. All right. You got Spoon. Wow. Yeah. Um, probably Curtis Lofton. Yep. And um, our guy now, Debo. Wow. Seven for seven. Um, All right. Cornerback. Uh, I'm going to guess Trufant. Yep. Who was who – was, ah. and there was that other guy who was uh, decent – who we get the franchise tag to, his name escapes me. Um, I don't know who the, who's the other corner. They said Robert Alford. Shit. Are you thinking of... Um... That small guy who had the wife who talks oh. too much. On, no, uh, I'll, Grimes. I'll, I'll I was thinking of Grimey. He, I'll give you that one. He, he was the flex. Okay. Brent Grimes. I was thinking flex. of Grimes. See, that's incredible that Grimes wouldn't be over Alford, who had, like, one did, decent did season. Did he play safety, too? No, he was, he was a corner. He wasn't a safety. Yeah. I mean, maybe he played a little safety, but I remember him primarily as a corner. For whatever reason, he made it. And then the two safeties, though. Um, I'll go with Willie Moe is always ready. Yep. Um, the catchphrase is better than his actual play. Uh, and then Keanu Neal. Nope. Oh, uh, not Lawyer Malloy. No. Um. Oh, Rico, Ricardo yeah. Allen. Yeah. That's pretty damn good, Graham. Just trying to think of like half decent Falcons. Two great Falcons. You know your Falcons. Yeah. That's not that's not terrible. I would not the only real questionable one I have is Alfred. Like that just shows how bad our quarterback I guess it just plays. Sucks that Vic Beasley and and Beasley is like, but, but he's the best. But you can't like, argue that no, we you had can't. A better, he, he had yeah. the most sacks of any Thomas Mitroff draft pick yeah. at, at, from defensive end standpoint so he's got to be the guy that's the sad piece yeah 
Yeah, so it's really, and that's not the fault of the you know committee. That's more the fault of the Falcons. Yeah. But uh, Curtis Lofton was decent. He's a little slow, but I, I remember liking him in the middle. Solid, yeah. Spoon just couldn't stay healthy, but he was a beast when he he was good. Yeah. Um, obviously, Deion Jones is is great. Great Jarrett's great. John Abraham was a fucking legend. Carried that defensive line for eight years or however long he was here. The weird thing in all of this is training camp starts in a couple weeks. How is that going to go? I think There's been no mini camp, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think NFL, they're going to make it happen one way or the other. I would agree. College football, I think, is a lot more up in the air. But, yeah. Um, There's... NFL. I mean, they, they've had the most time to figure this shit out, too. Yeah, they should have something in place you would think that's that's safe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of crazy, but why not redesign the helmets? Oh, they are. Um, there's a bunch of companies out there with these um, face, masks, face masks they're proposing, like mouth shields. Although J.J. Watt has claimed if they force them to wear those, he's not going to play. No. Well, because he, he goes back to, like, one of his rookie years. He thought it would look cool to have, like, a visor on his helmet. Right. And he, like, couldn't breathe. So that's an issue. How would that affect breathing? It just gets hot as shit in there. Oh, okay. We don't know anything about being on a football field. Well, here's my – I mean, this is a little unsafe, I guess, but why not do something where you can, you know, not have anything covering the eyes, but, you know, the, the face is fully covered. I know that wouldn't, like, 100% protect, but I would, do, I would imagine do something – It'd be like the equivalent of wearing a mask to a degree. Yeah, they're, they're testing them out. I, I think that both L.A. teams have these new face shields that they have going, and we'll see. I yeah. I think what the NFL should do is start getting everyone into a bubble now or in the next week or so, do a thorough battery of testing, and then keep people in that fucking bubble, yeah, which sure, would suck. I'm sure them and their families would appreciate Yeah, that. they would. I, I know. Poor, poor millionaire families. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I would think that would be the safest way to do it, though, even though that would suck, regardless if you're a millionaire or not, to be away from your family for that long. Sure. But it would work. I, it's probably un- untenable, and the players' union would freak. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. Or players' association. Yeah. But uh, it was good to get back to squawking, Just, for sure. Yeah, pretty much normal sports talk. Yeah. Minimal COVID mentions. On, like, 680 The Fan. It's just like, how much can, you know, we know it sucks. We know things are fucked up. How, how much can we talk about this? I mean, for the love of God. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Um, well, Adam, I think, normal. Yeah, I think that uh, wraps us up. Adam, unless you have anything else. I just want to say tomorrow starts today, Graham. Tomorrow starts today. Wearing your favorite shirt of your Atlanta Hawks. Yep. Well, folks, thank you for listening to us. Hope you guys are doing all right and safe out there. Until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, believe in blue land, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitalmanism. Hospitalmanism.